Welcome to this week's episode of the People Podcast. Are you in human resources, recruiting professionally, or an entrepreneur growing a team? This is the podcast for you. We are going to bring you all of the latest trends, technologies, and strategies to take your workforce to the next level. Implementing the tips and know-how will enable you to create and keep a world-class workforce. Here is your host, Jesse Tinsley. This week's episode is brought to you by Zor.ai. And here's a quick word from our sponsor. Imagine how your company would grow if your candidate experience earned a 99% approval rating. Well, to get to 99%, you need the three best letters in recruitment technology, XOR. Zor's text bots, chat bots, and audio bots increased IKEA's candidate conversion rate 455%. Zor decreases candidate drop-off rates, improves your candidate experience, and collects analytics for future strategies. To learn more, check out Zor.ai. That's XOR.ai. Well, Vanessa, thanks for joining the People Podcast. Really excited to get you on. And with that said, would you mind just sharing a little bit about your background and a brief intro to the audience? Okay, brilliant. Well, listen, first of all, thanks for having me. It's it's always great to be on an international podcast. And a um, bit of a, a brief background is uh, it's quite an interesting one for me. So I started off my early career as a school teacher, and I started teaching what we call here senior primary school kids, which I think is a middle school with you guys, and um, then ended up going to work as a scuba diving instructor in, in East Asia, and then came back and into South Africa because I lived overseas for 13 years and then um, went into a, a kind of fell into the whole career in recruitment because no one plans to be a recruiter. You know, no one, no one grows up and says everyone wants to be a farmer or a doctor, not a recruiter. And uh, pretty much it was in the recruitment space in South Africa for 13 years. And I've recently just launched my own business. I launched in April this year of combining my knowledge from the teaching space and I've opened up my own training business. So what I'm doing now is I'm doing kind of like a dual role where I'm training a lot of South African companies and international companies how to source candidates better because at the moment I find everyone's kind of, you know, just getting onto the job boards and LinkedIn and there's so many other more interesting and fun and creative ways to source candidates. And then I'm still keeping very active in the sourcing space myself. So I've got a lot of clients that are source candidates for particularly in the tech space. And it's keeping me very busy and it's keeping me off the streets and I can't complain about my life at the moment. I'm really having fun. Yeah, that's great. And what inspired you to break off on and go out on your own and work as your own independent consultant, essentially? <laughs> to actually just take that leap of faith. Well, I've been thinking about it for a long time. And what pretty much made me realize that I could do it was, you know, when I first started, I was the 34th employee at my company where I was for almost 10 years. And when I left, there were 204 people. And eventually, I had staffed up that entire company without the use of third-party agencies, um, sitting as an internal recruiter and not using any job boards. So I knew there was something to this whole sourcing. And then last year, June, I actually headed over to Budapest and I attended the first European conference um, run by SourceCon out of, out of the US. And I realized that sourcing is such a massive thing globally where it wasn't massive in South Africa at all. And how much, um, you know, there were standalone sources you only sourced and I'd only ever been exposed to like the full 360 recruitment gig. And I just realized that that was the part of recruitment that I really enjoyed. So pretty much worked really hard since I got back from then. I've opened up our own SourceCon South Africa chapter and we've got 720 odd members on there at our last count. And um, I run SourceCon events here and just trying to raise the profile of sourcing in general in South Africa, because I think it's 
there's so many people who are into it and would love it and would reignite their love for the recruitment industry, but they've kind of stuck because there aren't any sourcing roles. But at least now, companies are developing sourcing teams and I'm consulting to companies about how to structure their recruitment teams. So yeah, it's very diverse what I'm doing, but um, I'm really, really enjoying it. And I feel a little bit like the sourcing champion of Africa at the moment, which which I'm quite happy with. Yeah, that's, that's great. Congrats on that. And what's what's like the biggest takeaway in, in training recruiters and sourcers? If you had to, or what are the biggest takeaways in general from doing that? What, what do recruiters miss most commonly or what's lacking in recruiting or sourcing teams? So it's actually a really interesting question. So I, I'm also, I mean, I didn't intend to do it, but I'm also training companies internationally, you know, Canada and Australia and a couple in Europe. And um, what I find is that such a commonality is that everyone's looking in the same space, regardless of where they are. And, um, you know, even though talent is so scarce, and this is a global issue, it's not a South African issue, is that um, everyone still, their first port of call is LinkedIn. And now there's 303 million users on LinkedIn. And no one is thinking of, well, let's just take it and go and have a look on Facebook. And, you know, there's 2.3 billion people there. So for me, it's just like the biggest takeaway is that everyone doesn't seem to be broadening their horizons. So what I'm particularly focusing on is using other social media platforms to find talent and just doing simple things like, you know, who's attending conferences, who's tweeting about them, who's presenting, and pretty much finding the best talent out there and going after passive talent as opposed to waiting for someone to put their CV on a job board because I don't feel that that's, you know, the 18 players that you want to be putting in front of your clients. Yeah, that's, a, that's an exceptional point. And I think that's one of the big things that we've actually found or myself recently. I think this year I've done a ton of sourcing on Twitter and Reddit, on subs on, on Reddit are, are a great place to source in general to get really niche. Yeah, Reddit is fantastic, but it's it's there hasn't been a big like, take up here in Africa yet. So I'm waiting for it to kind of hit Africa and then I'm going to definitely get on to doing some sourcing on there. Nice. Yeah, and Twitter is the same way. You can you basically go like if you're a, a company, let's say you're like for namesake Google, which isn't one of my clients, but <laughs> say you're Google, you could go on there and social media page on Twitter and look at your followers and you could basically Boolean search string, just control find on a PC, right? And type in your Boolean search string and it'll pull up the candidates or the, the profiles that have those matching keywords, right? Software engineer, DevOps engineer, whatever the case may be, whatever you're looking for. And that's another way to, to engage with people that might not have applied to your company that already follow your brand. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just such a, the internet is just such a goldmine and, and it sounds like you're sourcing and so you get it, but then I get really excited and passionate about it. So I actually really enjoy the training and, and I love seeing like, you know, that light bulb moment in, in recruiters when they're suddenly like, wow, I hadn't thought of this and oh my word, you can do that. And, and that for me just kind of makes it all worthwhile, you know? Totally. And what, um, what's like the general, Let's say you're doing a training program with sourcers and recruiters. What does that kind of look like? What's the overview and how do you go about training them? Okay. So, so, so what I pretty much do is I do it over two days, but, I, but I'm very conscious of the fact that it's a lot to take in over two days. And also, you don't want to take recruiters away from their desk for two days in a row. So I normally will do it you know, a week apart. And on the first day, I'll normally, you know, looking at different platforms. So let's have a look. And the big four in South Africa at the moment, which we are commonly used, are LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So we'll look at those sites, as well as like kind of throwing in some other ideas like sourcing on like a Behance or Meetup or, or things like that. So that's pretty much day one. But uh, I do start day one, and this is vital to the whole process, with a, an hour session on personal branding. Because, you know, stats show that especially RT candidates are getting up to 10 messages a day, you know, via LinkedIn. So 
first of all, I don't see a lot of value in, in using in-mails and you know, people don't go onto LinkedIn every day. The only people on LinkedIn every day are recruiters. So it's more about, you know, your personal branding. So when people do go and have a look at your profiles, and normally they'll go and look at you on LinkedIn, and then they cross-reference you on, say, a Facebook or a Twitter, that they're all saying the same things because that kind of builds that immediate trust. So for me, if you're going to start going after passive talent, you need to have a really good social media presence yourself. There's no two ways about it. And then, um, Jesse, what I do is day two is more around the IT space. So we look at things like sourcing on your GitHubs, your Stack Overflow, Kaggle, your Acclaim, um, those kind of IT sites. And then in the afternoon, it's, it's, it's good fun sessions on you've now kind of like identified the candidates. Let's have a look at some Chrome extensions to find contact details. So again, you know, you're taking it to Google first and then looking at a couple of extensions. Yeah, just some tips and tricks on, because for me, sourcing is all about being efficient and being time effective. So, you know, what I use and what I can impart to help people to, to be better in the space. So I always enjoy like the second afternoon of training. It's, it's, it's lots of fun. Yeah, that's great. And what, um, how did, uh, going back one step, I, I know when you made your intro, I'm curious, how did you get into you said you fell into recruitment, but I'm curious what that story is. Everyone seems to have different <laughs> stories in, in recruiting specifically. So I'm, I'm curious what that was. So you, you know how it goes. So I had, I'd spent eight years in the UK teaching school children over there. I'd kind of got my British passport and I was bored, but I wasn't ready to come back to South Africa yet. So I went over to Thailand. I kind of scheduled an early midlife crisis and I trained as a scuba diving instructor. And I lived just traveling around, you know, all the great t top dive sites of the world, like Sipadan and, and those kind of places for two years. And I returned home and I remember going for my first interview at a recruitment agency. So my cousin was also a teacher and happened to be working at a recruitment agency. And I had really short hair because I'd had to cut my dreadlocks off because I'd had dreadlocks while I was living the beach life and all of those fun things. And I even had to borrow like corporate clothes from my mom to go for the interview because I didn't really have even smart clothes. And I went and had the interview and they offered me a role and they said, because I wanted to get into adult education at that point. I didn't want to go back into teaching. And they said, no, you've got a great personality. You'll be great at uh, recruiting and kind of wasn't too sure and I hadn't done it before, but I thought, hey, why not? I mean, I've come back, I've been out of the country for so long and I've now been offered a role. Let me take it and let me try it. And I must admit, I just loved it. So ended up doing two years in agency and then ended up going nine years internal at a top IT company here and, and kind of loved every role that I've worked in, but just knew it was time to go and spread my wings and get back to the little bit of that training and teacher aspect, which is what I studied when I finished school. So it all kind of follows a bit of a, like a central path, but also quite unrelated. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And uh, similar similar to a lot of recruiting stories, I feel like uh, my story and, and others as well that we've had on the podcast that just, yeah, all sorts of eclectic backgrounds. So it's quite interesting field in general. In terms of like future sourcing trends, there's a lot of talks of like automation and different new technologies. What are some of the trends that you're seeing in, in sourcing? that are actually working? So for me, for talking from a trends perspective, is, is one thing is for sure is that I'm very glad that I'm active in the sourcing space. I'm still sourcing. And I'm also very glad that doing that alongside my training. And, and the reason for that is that just changes so quickly. So as an example, last week I saw in one of the sourcing groups that I belong to on Facebook, there was something had changed and you can no longer do a search on Google when you look and you look at the images and you used to be able to go type and then choose face. Now, 
that really does help from a South African perspective when you are sourcing over here. And you have to now go and do it through an advanced image search. So thank goodness I saw that because then, you know, my training would have been off today. So I, I, on my training session today, I, I taught that new thing. So for me, the trend is that things are always going to be changing. And I, and I think that's what we all need to realize when we're in this space. But another big trend, which I've noticed, is that as we get more tech-focused, more AR comes into play, you can't take away how important the human element is. And I think, you know, as I say, as people get more techy, it's more important to have that relationship builder on your team and someone who can pick up the phone to anyone and have that conversation and really be that brand ambassador for your company. So there's becoming more of a trend that you still need that personal touch, but even more now because I'm seeing that more recruiters are hiding behind the tech, which is not what they should be doing in my opinion. Yeah, totally. I think there's a, yeah, a lot of technology that's uh, circum, obviously the discussion and concern is circumventing human talent actually working in the workplace. But I agree, there's no replacing the human element with AI or any type of automation. And more importantly, there's a lot of chatbots and, and stuff that will engage with candidates, but do you really want that as your your brand ambassador for your company where you're competing with 10 other companies for the same talent, right? So it's really uh, counterintuitive to, to do this stuff unless yeah. you're going to have a really strong human element to the process. No, absolutely. What are some of like the, the best sources that you've seen to stay on top of the latest sourcing or recruiting news? Obviously, there's a few... You can listen to the, the People podcast or SourceCon, but I'm curious what else is out there that are different groups that you've seen. So definitely the People podcast and, and SourceCon are like my two go-tos. You know, there are lots and I do subscribe to a lot of emails. I mean, there's um, Hang Lee. He puts out his recruiting brain food. Um, I love that email every Sunday morning that comes through. And then there's also like key people that linked with on social media, you know, people that admire, you know, there's Trina Collier, who's just launched her book, The Robot Proof Recruiter. There's Jan Tiggs with the, the, his book, The Full Stack Recruiter. And they, they're constantly posting on social media updates. Mark Lundgren is another sourcing trainer, as well as Sophia Broberger. She's in, in Sweden. I've actually got a call with her tomorrow. We often will just get together and just swap notes on our sourcing training. There's um, Shamila Fanturin out of, out of the Netherlands. So it really is quite global for me because there aren't a lot of sources in South Africa. And I've had to kind of broaden my horizons to learn from people. But I must admit, we are keep up to date and you know, know what's happening is all through Facebook groups. So I belong to a lot of sourcing groups on Facebook as well as like Tris Revels, Growth Hacking Recruiters, the SourceCon Facebook group. Yeah, there's just loads. They, they really and truly are. And that's normally where I see things that are, you know, kind of breaking first. And, and then I know, okay, I need to go and research this myself. So there really is no excuse for falling behind. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think there's so many resources available to people. Just even Google searching it or, or going on LinkedIn or different social media platforms, there's just a ton going on. What's the biggest thing you're training sourcers and recruiters to to focus on in terms of like their Boolean search strings? And what is the focal point there? So, so for me, it's it's. I found that a lot of um, a lot of people get sucked into paying for things. So, I think I'm getting a little bit of a reputation for not having to pay for anything. So, you know, like for example, it's a lot of the companies here get sucked into like a twelve signing a twelve month or twenty four month contract with like a LinkedIn recruiter license or recruiter lot. But really, if you take your search and you go into Google and you X-ray LinkedIn 
from Google, you're going to get more results and you're going to get better. And even if people then turn on and say, well, then I can't mass email people, then, you know, well, I'm sorry for you, but that's not what you want to be doing. You don't want to be sending mass emails um, or emails using LinkedIn. You want to be sending personalized emails to your candidates. So for me, it's what I really want to help them with and from is to teach them that even though I'm, I'm training them on, on a couple of key sites, you can pretty much get in an x-ray any site. And I think that that's if you can learn the art of that and understand how to write a good Boolean string, no matter what it's for, someone in the finance industry, marketing or tech, you can pretty much be self-sufficient. So I know when it comes to like Chrome extensions, you get a certain number of credits. But if you go to Google and you use Google to do a lot of the searches, you don't need to use those credits. So for me, it's really about not spending a fortune by putting your sourcing strategies in place, that there are other ways that you can do things. And I think people don't realize that. And what they end up doing is just spending a fortune on unnecessary things and even job boards, which you know I don't think are as valuable and progressive and innovative as they need to be. And, and that's what I'm trying to get across, you know, stop wasting your money and maybe invest more in training or in your people or on really dedicated sourcing software, because that's where you're going to get the best ROI. Yeah, that, that totally makes sense. And I think that the big thing also is, yeah, building a team cost effectively. So that is great. And what is your recommendation like to HR recruiting leaders or CEOs, entrepreneurs that are listening to the podcast? What's like the best way to go about building a robust sourcing team? In your opinion, of course. So for me, I think what you need to do is you need to start with people who are influential. So when you're building your sourcing team, these are people that you want them almost to be in, to use a very cliche term, like a talent magnet. So you need to be bringing people on board who are have a good online brand and who are well-known in the industry. Someone who's taken the time to, say, for example, get involved in the finance industry. They're invited to be talking at conferences, even though they're in the recruiter space because they understand the market so well. So for me, people need to realize that your sources are not junior recruiters. Your sources are not grads who are kind of, they're aspiring to be recruiters one day. These are specialized people and they need to be treated as such. And you almost need to make sure that you have a different sort of like a salary structure in place. You know, they're also driven by commission, but they really aren't a cheap resource that you have because you can't have junior people reaching out to like top C-level um, execs. So for me, it's it's about all about making that investment and then obviously to encourage them to keep doing training, send them on training and encourage them to to stay up to date. I mean, a, a big part of a sources role is staying up to date and listening to podcasts like this and watching webinars and you need to understand that. So for me, the, the biggest takeaway for people who want to build a sourcing team is make sure that you're taking people who are established and already have a good personal brand or on their way to developing a good personal brand because they are the people who the candidates are going to get hold of before they go and put their CV on a job board or something like that because they are known as the go-to person in that industry. Totally. Yeah, I think that's a huge thing. Having an online reputation and a personal brand in today's marketplace is absolutely crucial. Yeah. I think just from a candidate flow, I wish I had some data to back it up, but I'm getting <laughs> 10 to 20 messages a day from qualified candidates that are in my network that I've even worked with in the past or they've seen my posts. That's brilliant, JC. Well done. I wish I had more data to support it, but um, it's just off the cuff. Well, well, I've got, I mean, I don't have hardcore data, but I can tell you that I launched my own sourcing training and sourcing business on the 1st of April and I'm yet to cold call for business and I'm now booked up until November. 
and that's, you know, locally and internationally. So I've pretty much have, you know, just through social media, my online brand managed to bring in enough business to sustain me, which for me is just, it's so humbling and it's just, I still can't get my head around it. Like I really expected that I'd be phoning people saying, hi, I'm a trainer. Do you need any training? And it just hasn't happened, which for me is just amazing. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Congrats on that. What's uh, it's been it's been fantastic having you on the podcast, Vanessa. What are what's the best way for people to get a hold of you if they want to reach out for sourcing training or advice or anything like that? As I always say during my sourcing training, it's not like I'm tough to find. So you can find me anywhere. So my, my website is my name and surname dot com. So VanessaRoth.com. I also am, I live permanently on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. Um, on Twitter, if you want to find me, my handle is at Van underscore Roth, which is V-A-N underscore surname Roth, R-A-A-T-H. And um, yeah, any any which way you want to reach out to me that you're comfortable on, happy to train anywhere in the world. And yeah, just however I can help you. I'm just passionate about what I do. And as I say, the more light bulb moments I see and how I can change recruiters' lives and empower them to, you know, fill more positions, earn more commission makes me happy. So yeah, just reach out. Vanessa, it's been great having you on the podcast. Thanks so much. Jesse, thank you for the invite. I've really had a good evening. So thank you so much and enjoy the rest of your day at work. That's the end of this week's episode. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and like our channel so you can see more awesome content coming your guys' way. This week's episode has now come to an end, but our content doesn't end here. Head over to jessetinsley.com where you can find more valuable resources to hire and keep the ultimate workforce. That's jessetinsley.com. Enjoying this week's episode? Make sure not to miss the next episode. Hit subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.